to a good week. Welcome. Thanks so much. Chris Downer, former detective Chris Downer. Thank Special you. guest a tonight. Pleasure to be here. Special guest. So hold on one sec. Well, this is real booze. It is. Uh, uh, oh, I, no, I we know. don't fake it on this show. Uh, I didn't know that. So I just want to thank Mr. Burry. That's me. For going on some obscure website and getting, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share. God bless you, Michael. This is no, great. This is great. Yeah. So, because I forget this at the end of every podcast, so now we have pillows to remind you. Or sleep Honey on. buns, can you just collect these? Because, thanks, we. Thank you. Uh, close, yeah, that counts. Oh no, I'm good. He's good. Yeah, right. no, 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 no. You're fine. Yeah, okay, okay, go. Okay. The special guest. Okay, okay. so the special yeah, treatment. Yeah, not that special, my <laughs> friend. So we're delighted to have you, and this is really exciting for us because you were with the Toronto Police Service for 24 years. Yeah. And you're a detective when you retired. Yeah. No, I, no, I didn't retire. Resigned. I well, yeah, it's retirement. Okay. To a better way. Okay. Um, and you're going to tell us a lot about the experience, but I want to frame our discussion a little bit, and I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable. But last week on Friday, I, I completed a trial, and it was one of my typical cases, a sexual assault case. And um, there was a picture that was taken of me. Marcy took a picture when I was in the office, just drafting closing submissions, and we posted something up on Friday, which became a bit of a controversy over the weekend. And I want to I want to use this as a context. So just bear with me. So this post was finished a long week with closing submissions and a trial we strongly believe is a false accusation. It is vital that we continue to challenge evidence and do not give in to the fallacy that false allegations are rare. And my Twitter post specifically mentioned finished a long week with closing submissions today on what we believe is a wrongful sexual assault charge. Very fair trial. Happy to see the court was very receptive to our submissions, and we're looking forward to what the result will be. And then... Okay, here we go, folks. And then, and then I got some loving remarks. So Catherine Marshall, who's a lawyer in Toronto with a very reputable uh, employment law firm, who I respect and, and is an outstanding law firm, and I'm, I assume she's a very good lawyer because she's a partner there, said, right, because there's so much to be gained by fabricating a rape allegation and blowing up your life. This post is cringe. And then when I engaged, she uh, responded with something I didn't really understand. I, I had posted something saying, you know, I, I, I disagree with you, but 70% of our firm is, is a female-based law firm who do the same work and worked on this file with us and was of the same opinion. And she post and I posted something about that. And then she had said, I got triggered by something about female litigators. I really didn't understand it. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't understand your post. But she wrote back, you know, be better, do better. So Sounds like a Beatles song. Or well, something. What, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that I, mean? That I didn't know, but it could be a Beatles song. Yeah. And and I and you know, Catherine might be you know, and I assume she's a very bright lawyer and does a great job, and that's a great law firm. So I respect her and her opinion, and she's entitled to it. But I want to know, and the reason I frame it this way is not to call her out so much, um, but 
But you just did, so it's okay. Well, but it's public, you know, in Twitter. She wanted to say I'm cringe. Am I insane? Am I wrong? Because we litigate a lot of cases and we dissect the evidence and we have the benefit of reading it and cross-examining and doing whatever to distill the evidence and then come to a conclusion that based upon X, Y, and Z, we have a reasonable basis to believe that this is uh, not a legitimate allegation. It's a false accusation. And in this case, we had a lot of evidence to establish motive to fabricate. So you're an experienced investigator. I want you to talk a little bit about your past experience, um, why you uh, retired from the police service. Resigned. 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 Let's be clear about that. But I, I want to say it in a nice way. And and then I want you to enlighten us about whether if somebody's charged, does that mean they're guilty? And have you ever seen or are there false accusations in criminal and uh, in sexual and domestic assault cases? This is important. I want to frame this. Of course, that there's false uh, allegations, and and uh, how I look at myself, or or, or my, my view, is is that if you have five complainants of a sexual assault, it's just as important to for the for four out of the five to come forward as it is important for the fifth liar <laughs> to be found out uh, and 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 as you as as you all know you know family court there's all kinds of stuff that's going on in which in which people will make a false sexual assault allegation against right. a spouse uh just so just so that person can get out of the house uh, or 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 sexual abuse or whatever it is. So th there, there's two things in, in, in my view that, that you can't escape from. Uh, child abuse allegation, a sexual assault allegation, it will destroy your life. True or false, it'll destroy your life. And, 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 and I'm not saying the police in general, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying that, that as an investigator, you really need to do your homework. So let me ask you this, and I don't mean to cross-examine you. So in your, so because you've covered the gambit of investigations, you started, you know, as a regular police officer, worked your way up to CIB. Yep. You did internal affairs. Yep. I mean, you've had a very distinguished career at Toronto Police Service. Thank you. And then you quit because you didn't like what was going on at Toronto Police. That's correct. But let me just say this and ask you this. In your years of investigations, did you come to the conclusion when investigating that some sexual assault allegations were false? Of course. Did you come to the conclusion that some domestic allegations were false? Of course. Were you frustrated by the policies that were in place by government and the police service to hamper you in making a decision as an investigating officer? No, it, it didn't hamper me because I had the stones. So I, I wasn't forced to do anything. Say that again. I had the stones. I wasn't forced to do... There's no such thing as a policy where you have to charge, you have to do... It, it's laziness. It, it's, it, it's... Is it laziness or is it lack of fortitude to stand up to your superiors and say, no, I'm not doing this? Oh, exactly that. Okay. Exactly that. And here, here's what what what. Some Catherine, just just listen carefully. So so here here's what 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 some of of your 
your guests here uh, uh, or lawyers may not know is there's a point where you have reasonable grounds and you lay a charge. Break that down for a second. What does that mean? Taking a statement from a complainant? Yeah, you take, and, and you believe what's happening, and you have no reason to not believe it, and, and, and you lay a charge. But after that, you can actually lose your reasonable grounds. Like If you do your investigations properly, you lose your reasonable grounds. And, and there's a form. Uh, it was, used to be, be on jet forms. I don't know what's called these days with the police. But, but, but there's a form that I used on more than one occasion in which you write your unit commander a letter and say, I've lost my reasonable grounds and I'd like to, I'd like to have the charge withdrawn. And then they send that letter, he or she sends the letter to the Crown Attorney's Office and that's the end of that. Because I acted on good faith at the beginning. But as time went on, there's nonsense, there's lying, there's whatever's going on. So what you're saying is once you have taken the statement and then started to do more investigation as you went along, that there's other information that comes to your light where you feel that you no longer have reasonable grounds. Of and you write to your unit commander to say, I I've lost my reasonable grounds, this should be withdrawn. That's it. Were you frustrated with, with writing that? No. Did everybody respond appropriately to you? Yep. Okay. Well, 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 well uh, no, 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 <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll just jump in on that. Yeah, do. I've been ordered to lay sexual assault charges against people. Ordered. Explain that slowly for everybody to hear. <laughs> Very slowly. Okay, I want to hear that. So have a drink. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I, I need another one. So <laughs> this is really important. So there was one particular case I worked on. It was in 12 division. And it was this female who reported uh, being sexually assaulted by, by this older man. He, he was the owner of a store and they knew each other uh, because in her statement, she said, you know, that she spoke Italian, he spoke Italian. He, she went and, and he hugged her, but he grabbed her and grabbed her backside. And, and I took her statement and there was just something that was off. It was just off. And, and she said to me, she said, she's, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm sorry I'm laughing. We don't apologize. I'm here. laughing. No, it's a f***ing podcast. Enjoy yeah. it. Right. Uh, and, and, and she said, you know, it's you know, the video was playing over and over and, and over in my head. And, and I said, I think there's something wrong with your VCR. But, <laughs> right, right, right? Because what you're saying doesn't make any sense. And, and, and I, I wasn't promoted at that time. I was a constable. It's not a bad thing. And, and I wrote a five page, a five page report clearing that guy because he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and, and my staff sergeant read it and he ordered me <laughs> to charge the guy. And I said, no. And he says, Chris, that's only a piece of paper. I said, no, I, I don't think it's called a piece of paper. I think it's called a form nine. Uh, and, 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 and I think you're counseling me to commit the indictable offense of swearing to a false affidavit. And I'm not doing it. So, so I refused to do it. 
and he had other detectives come in and then charge that person who eventually got let off for their charges. But it gets back to what I was saying to you at the beginning with. Sexual assault allegations, like you can't run away from it. Like it's so serious. It destroys your life. So this is very interesting. So you had the, you know, the fortitude to say stones, I think. Stones, stones. stones. But the fortitude stones. to say, look, based upon the interview I've conducted, I have serious concerns about why this is not an an accurate or true allegation. And you wrote a very detailed memo explaining why. That's right. And then for political reasons, if I can put it yep. that way, you were ordered to do it and you said no. Then some other functionary with a detective label laid the charge. Yeah. So we can conclude then that the reality is there are other forces that come into play when an officer makes a decision that there's not reasonable grounds to still force a charge to be laid. Yes. So th that's really important and kudos to you for doing that. Talk to us a little bit more about what your frustrations were with policing and, you know. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. I'm talking to yeah, you. Really, yeah, sometimes. So, Mother okay, don't go ahead. start with me. So, what, what consequences? <laughs> Here we go. We're going to end up arm wrestling next. What consequences did you suffer from that? That's a good point. From? From not, from saying, I'm not, I'm not charging the guy. No, nothing. Nothing. Was your memo disclosed to the defense? Or was it buried by the police? Good question, too. Well, well that, that I don't know. I would assume it would be buried. <laughs> I'm sure. I hope everybody understood that. Yeah. I'm sure it would be buried. Uh, and Horrible. But uh, here's the phrase that I, I just cannot stand. You know, let the court, let, let the, court let, let the courts decide. Yeah. Let the court sort it out. Yeah. Can't stand it. Stop it. Uh, uh, my job is to charge someone. That's my job. Whether they're guilty or innocent, that's the court's job. Like, they do that. But I, but I don't jeopardize people's lives from being lazy. But you saw your job as to investigate alleged crimes. Yeah. And investigation is an unbiased, objective approach. That's correct. And so you are to determine whether there really is reasonable grounds. That's correct. If not, you don't charge. That's the way you ran your business. That's the way you operated as so, a police officer so, and a detective. So w when, when I joined, a very senior uh, deputy chief, you know, said to me, when you go into, when you go into an investigation, mm -hmm. go in to prove them innocent. Wow. Prove them innocent. Because that, that way you're not biased. I don't go in thinking you're guilty or whatever. I go in to find evidence. Do you think that's the way it is in the last decade? No, I don't think it's been that. I don't think it's been that way in the last thirty years. But <laughs> right, I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. I think you go in with the presumption of guilt, yeah. and you're trying to find evidence to confirm guilt, and you yeah. you do the bare minimum to find out other evidence that may contradict their narrative. Yeah, well, don't do it. Don't do that. That's incredibly important. What? Talk to us a little bit about because you had a distinguished career, so. Tell us about how you went about where you started, where you ended, and why. Well, I started uh, with the intention, as opposed to Michael, because he's gone down the wrong path of being a defense counsel. He should have been a police officer, but... but you went to high school together. That's right. That's why you're saying that. Yes. You were chums in high school. That's right. 
Uh, 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 I wouldn't pass the fitness test, Chris. So. Right. (laughs) 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 And and I started with the intent of saving everyone. I wanted to save everyone. And and I realized after I, I got on the job, I can only look after one person at a time. And 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 uh, current attorneys more than one. As as a police officer, accused me of of colluding with <laughs> with defense counsel. Really? Which I which I thought was funny. Was that a type of cooking? Yeah. Right. So so, I I was never colluding. I just knew you want to walk away. Because there's something I read. I don't have I don't have a skill set as you well know. I learned everything on television, but I think but I think there's something that's called uh, evidence uh, process of conviction. I read it somewhere. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, stuff, whatever that is. Uh, and but more than one crown attorney has taken a run at me at, when I was a police with colluding with. Uh, Defense. defense. And what did they mean by that? What what is what is colluding with defense? Because I got to say, a lot of the crown attorneys I've I've worked with over the years, I've enjoyed. Me too. But there are some that have a true belief, and want convictions, period. regardless. Well, 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 well. Some of them dig, and I I I've, I've been around it. I know it. They dig their heels in, right. uh, and not everyone can sustain. Uh, Paying for for a defense, I've worked on cases where, where where the client, well, he shouldn't have been charged to begin with, but anyways, he was charged. I approached the the real police, and I gave him the option of that form. I said, "You you obviously had reasonable grounds at the beginning, and now here's what, here's what we found out. You no longer have reasonable grounds." And and he he ran up a he ran up a bill of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And eventually walked away uh, because of counsel. But who can sustain that nonsense? You would very have, few people. You would have to play out to something that you did not do. You have to. You know. So what you're saying is, you know, if if you're up against the wall and you don't have the resources to fight, you're f-ed. exactly. So let's dial that back a bit. So. You know, your method of investigation is what I've always come to admire. And I have friends who are police officers, including you, where they have taken the approach that we are here to just investigate. If we find that the evidence we're given is not accurate, we're not going to lay a charge. And you operated by the basis that if you find that there is reasonable grounds, you'll lay it. But if later on they're lost, you'll, you'll not pursue it. You've met resistance on that. You agree with the fact that there are false allegations across the board. Of it course. happens. Of course. And sexual assault is no is no uh, outlier. In other words, there are female complainants who will make allegations that are false. Is that a yes? Of course. Why are we in this difficulty? And and this is philosophically, I guess, what I'm asking about. Like, because I've met a lot of officers who were like good at their job. But not doing the investigation, like not looking at messages, not looking at, not interviewing. I mean, I I had a case where there were like 
17, I'm not joking, 17 witnesses to interview where they had not only eyewitness evidence of what happened, but more detailed information, never interviewed. What the f*** went wrong? And where did we lose the notion that we are supposed to investigate fully? It's, what the f*** happened? It's, it's let, let the courts decide. Uh, and so here's the thing. But does that come from a government policy? No. Lack of funding? No. Lack of, like, are the police under too much pressure? No, no. no. What is it? No, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It, it, it's apathy. It's I don't give a shit. It, it's, it, it's, you know, on to the next case and I'm getting paid X amount of dollars. And, 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 and here, here's what I found. And you may not want to go down this road. Uh, which which means we will. We go down a lot of roads that people don't want us to. You don't go down this road. Uh, We're fine with speed bumps, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. What what I found just before I resigned, now retired. Right. Uh, just before I resigned. All right, I'll live with the resigned. Uh, right. It, 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 it came down to budget. Like, uh, if, if you got in that uniform and you did your job in a police car and you made no arrests, you just took reports, you're actually really good because there's something that's called the sunshine list. So yeah, if yeah. you're making over 100 Gs or whatever, there's yeah, a, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. sunshine list. So, so God forbid you made an arrest or you did a search warrant, now you gotta go to court. And now, and now, now there's more money involved, and there's all this stuff going on. It was about the money. I've been involved, and this is really bad. As you don't care, no, I do. So that's why you're here, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my personal belief, and I've got proof. Everything I say to you is firsthand. Okay. Is the investigation of your murder? is based on your socioeconomic status. So if you're homeless, if you're whatever, and, and, and no one actually gives a about your life, there's a budget. So homicide has a budget. Well, yeah, I get that. Whatever that looks like. And, and, and uh, push comes to shove. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, well, I did. Well, I, I, I didn't know what. To so say. you're saying street persons a suicide, rich people are a homicide. Well, the Shermans yeah, they didn't yeah, figure yeah. out, but yeah. but they put a lot of resources into right. it. But but I think that's fair. Look, everything's a budget. Right. Police services work within a budget, and no. there's only so much you can allocate. Not when it comes to not when it comes to your investigation of your life. I'm sorry. No, I agree. It shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Nor sex assault, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, a sexual assault allegation or domestic in a high conflict divorce will have life altering of implications and and again because i've been vilified by some lawyer and some other individuals who said that i was cringe and i was triggered I by what certain things what, what does that mean i don't know cringe? i'm 56 I, I, don't know. I don't know what cringe is maybe Catherine can email me can you email me and tell me maybe the definition of cringe maybe it's a compliment and we don't even know no it, i don't think it was, i don't think she meant it as a compliment i, I didn't seem I mean, that she's way. a very bright lawyer and and probably not a compliment and, and, then no i i like you know Catherine marshall is a very bright lawyer i'm sure with a very wonderful firm but maybe she can email me 
at joseph at nrlawyers.com or do it publicly and let me know the definition of cringe. This post is cringe. But I think that's not... I don't think she was complimenting me. I doubt that. Um, but but my, my concern is here is that we're denying something that's real. We're all human beings. We live within a human system where we do the best we can within budgets and economics and allocation of resources and what we perceive as risk and non-risk. But there are certain offenses that are extremely serious. No doubt sexual assault is serious, domestic violence is serious, homicide is serious. But we operate within budgets. I do believe, contrary, you may disagree with me, that there's public policy here. I believe that government says, well, hashtag course. we believe, f you, lay the charges, f you, don't investigate. Of course. Take I'm, a I'm, statement, yes. that's all you got to do. Yeah, of course there's government policy, so f f that. As a, as a police officer, you have an obligation to do the right thing. So what you're saying is many officers don't have the balls to do what you did. Yes. Uh, and I, I agree. Uh, I wouldn't say they don't have the balls. It, it's just it's tiring. It, it's tiring yeah. to yeah, take it's tiring. a look. It's, it's tiring. tiring. I work a 78-hour week. You can ask my wife. I work seven days a week these days. It's tiring to, 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 right to be in the system to do the right thing. But that's you signed up for this. Well, 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 and and you know what? I think police officers should be paid more. I think they should be resourced more, because just like nursing and healthcare, this is what we need in our society. We need to resource them properly to do the work, because it's detrimental to families. It's very hard to be a police officer and work the hours that you do and maintain a family, and you need to be compensated appropriately. But it's really important work. Well, it is important work, and but here's the thing. It's not about the money. It's not, but you need money to survive, with all due respect. Of course. Right? You need to feed the family. You need to be able to have your home and do things. So it's compensation for your work, which is incredibly important, because the power that police officers hold is incredibly um, transformative. When you charge an individual, that is the police officer's decision. In jurisdictions in the United States, that decision may be made by a district attorney or an assistant district attorney. Here it's made by the police officer. So I'm going to disagree with you. <gasps> I know. Shocking. You, you can turn that thing off. No, go ahead. Roll, baby. Is <laughs> it, if you're lazy as a police officer. I understand. Right? It doesn't matter how much you get paid. You're still lazy. I get it. You just are. I agree with you. But I also believe that we undervalue, like, you know. Hang on a sec. You going to ask me to leave yet? Or? Oh, no, no. Yeah, you're, you're good. good. No, oh, you're good. good. But, you know, my, my, my problem is this. We talk, like, government talks about tough on crime because it's politically expedient. We have all these interest groups saying all these things, and we criminalize as much social issues as we can. Add another law, change the bail laws, blah, blah, blah. But we don't put enough resources in the system, and we don't allow people to be trained, and we don't provide for retention. How many senior officers stay in the service? They f***ing retire. Why? 
because it's not rewarding. Well, my question is, how do they got that far to begin with? <laughs> Many don't last. And I've worked with amazing officers like you and in the, in the homicide. And they're like, F I'm not staying. They're like counting their time down like they're inmates. But my view is you can't get that far unless you turn a blind eye to stuff. There's no way. As a detective. Expand on that a bit more because you've said it, but I need you to say it again. <laughs> you can't get that far without turning a blind eye to stuff. I, I, I was just a detective. And the safest place to be in the police is a uniform constable, a uniform sergeant. Because you're insulated. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Because that sergeant, that staff sergeant, looks after those people who would do a great job. So I'm not, believing. I'm far from anti-police. I, I still consider myself a police officer, which is, I don't know, it's like a priest. It's a bad analogy, but. No, but you feel part of a brotherhood or a sisterhood or a personhood. But, but, but I know there's, from what I've seen, there is no way you can move further up the food chain if you don't turn a blind eye to stuff. So as, as much as I, as, as much as I love most of the senior officers, I certainly have my opinions on those who I think need to go to jail, but, but, but as much as I love most of them, there's no way you, you can get that far up in the police department without turning a blind eye, which is, which gets back to, to the, the term stones, like have some stones. So what you're saying then is, um, don't believe everything you read. Don't believe that just because somebody is charged, they're guilty. Um, think a bit deeper because there may be other issues at play here and other pressures. And in fact, sloppy work may exist and people may be innocent. There can be wrongfully accused. And if we and if policing really cared about what they were doing, they'd be putting in much harder work. Of course. So here, here's what I'm going to leave you with. Give us your parting, parting comments and anything you want to say. Knock well, yourself out. No. Well, you obviously haven't poured me a second drink. So I, I hold on. You got a little bit there more, but I want I want to hear your wisdom, detective, former detective. Thank I you. want to hear it. Thank you. So here's 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 what I'm going to leave you with. And this is for the police, if they're looking at, at, at your yeah, podcast. Yeah, some watch your podcast. It, it, it Maybe is, more after tonight. It, it, it is, uh, we're not on different sides. I agree. The police, defense counsel, judges were, if you do your job properly, you're, we're just on, on the same side. We are. It's just justice, and and, and uh, as you know, I, I was the in-house investigator for Eddie Greenspan and 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 Todd White, and may they both rest in peace. Yes, sad losses. And and, and uh, when I was with the police, Todd 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 was my best friend, and we had cases together. And well, I'm not going to say he won all the time, but perhaps he did. Doesn't no, matter. No, doesn't, he did. He did. It doesn't matter. I was with him on a few trials. <laughs> but after we're on the same case, yeah. And then, what do we do? 
we go for dinner we go for dinner and drinks because I did the best I could possibly do he did the best he could possibly do and it was just it's it's called justice that's all it, it, like don't take a, a police officer who is who is ever looking at this stuff don't take stuff personally it is not personal and and that's why I mentioned to you you know the crown attorneys who told me I was in collusion with 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 defense no I just knew my limitations no what you knew was what was right and wrong yes and you know Thursday night Marcy and I are going out with a good buddy of mine who is a 33 year veteran of Toronto Police Service we're having dinner we met together in 1996 on a temp murder case and we've been friends ever since fought like hell drank afterward those were good days yeah you know those were good days where you you went out afterward with the officer and had a had a drink talked about it and also the crown attorney I don't see those days now and I see a very different shift in the ethos of criminal justice we really may battle in court but ultimately we want to come to a, a fair conclusion I don't see that anymore and that worries me so we need you back to talk more about this thank you you'll come back you're not scared back. of us yet I don't think people will like me to come back but I'll certainly come back oh I think our viewers will like you to come back thanks Chris I really appreciate this thank you so much and it's you've so, done a great it's, service it's, it's, to it's the so Toronto to Police Service and to Justice thank you thank you Burr I, I don't like you I know we went to school together how could you like him he's got a full head of hair I'm balding terribly up here he's got like a full head of hair okay so as the pillow says Marcy can you put it in just, just roll at us yeah and you were a catcher uh, I was uh, don't forget to like comment subscribe and share thank you very much and what's great is in the last uh, two weeks we've had a lot of engagement so you'll see us on uh, X yeah. formerly known as Twitter formerly as the uh, TikTok etc so send us your comments and questions what you want to hear from and I can't thank you enough former detective downer like thank you this was great uh, and just remember I resigned I, I didn't I didn't retire I know we know okay. I know perfect you resigned appropriately okay send us questions for Chris please thank you good night everybody <laughs>